You are welcome to another episode of Late Night Bitcoin with Q. I am your host, Q, coming to you once again from my mother's basement. And I have a jam-packed episode in store for you all tonight. We are talking to a good friend of mine, none other than Bitcoin Shooter. We're going to be talking all things El Salvador, all things about his Bitcoin experience. Let's get into it. What is up, brother? Yo, what's up, man? Nice to be on uh, the first late night show of Bitcoin. I can see this being a thing. Maybe like you and I will be a duo in the future. We'll have a band and like, you know, we can like sling jokes off each Dude, other. I, I see I, this. I, 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 one step at a time. I'm always, I'm literally trying to scale this up. We will be the only late night show in Bitcoin that anyone ever needs to watch. Yeah. Um, we're going to get nice and cozy here because it is late night. This is now the third episode of the day that I'm recording. So bear with me as my, my voice is uh, escaping me, but. We're going to start this episode off like we start every episode off. And I want you to share with me and the audience, when was the very first time you heard about Bitcoin? Uh, first time I heard about it was probably um, 2015, but like just heard about it. Nothing, didn't look into it, nothing, just passing by. Um, was it Silk Road or was Silk Road closed by then? I don't know actually. I had nothing. I had no knowledge or information about it whatsoever. I just worked in tech. Um, I was okay. running a mobile app development company, and so I, you know, I came across a developer that was talking about it, and I was like wrapped in projects. Like there, I had no time to dive into Bitcoin at the time. Um, Fair, but yeah, yeah. I just told, just like everybody else, just totally disregarded it. Whatever, you know. Yeah, I I feel you. I mean, I heard about it in 2013, trying to send weed to myself in college, and genuinely my friend walked me through silk road and i was like wait i have to go buy this thing called bitcoin like no pass pass <laughs> like uh oh, you college q you buffoon but i digress yep. so your experience much like mine i feel like it is the norm you know we heard about bitcoin at some point whether it's um we took it seriously ignored it outright or whatever or scoffed at it even like i feel like many people just sort of eh, and then it takes something to bring us back so what brought you back to bitcoin yeah so um it's funny the, the scoffing thing because I, I bought a t-shirt today there was this car show down the road and hit all these beautiful cars lined up old cars and someone was selling shirts and i was like yeah i'll take a shirt how can i pay you you know I'm like, you don't take Bitcoin, do you? And he's like, nah. And his friend, like, with the uh, right there at the booth with him, laughed like out loud, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, just everybody's like that. Um, but they'll never forget that, you know. They never forget the interactions they have with people in the future when the price is way up. They're gonna be like, damn, that guy tried to buy a shirt from me, you know, all those years ago. Anyway, um, I got back. Like a good buddy of mine was orange pilled, and kind of like was telling me about fractional reserve banking. That's really what got me as I was like, damn, these guys are creating more money. They're making all this money on interest. They're loaning out money that doesn't even exist. Um, I always saw taxes that we pay as like, you know, okay, if I pay 40% tax, that means every 10 hours I work, I'm working four hours for somebody else, for the government. Um, and then with the fractional reserve, I was like, man, my, my purchasing power is literally inflating away. So I, every year I'm losing you know, 10% of the hours that I worked, like they're going to somebody else. Um, and that really pissed me off. Um, and so I started to dive deeper and, um, you know, really basically listened to everything Max Kaiser had put out. 
um, on all this podcast, the to the moon um, series, you know, I didn't know much about money and finance before that. And, you know, it made a lot of sense. And I liked his anger because I was angry too, because I was learning all these things for the first time. Um, and so, yeah, that just like really instilled, you know, uh, no shit coins and, um, you know, really like a good understanding of all of the mining and code and, 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 and all of the monetary stuff behind it. So, um, yeah, that, that's, that's how it came back. Just somebody like told me about factional reserve banking and then boom, rabbit hole, you know? You love that, uh, the, Ki the Kaiser cult lives on and lives on strong. Um, dude, I cannot yeah. for the life of me. Do you know the name of the website where you can like, It'll just show you random things you probably bought or like heard about buying between 2008 and like 2015. I never and, heard about that, but that's hilarious. Oh, dude, it's so I'm forgetting the name of the website. I wanted to pull it up and just like go through. Like one of them is like if you bought a pair of Beats headphones in 2009, instead of buying those Beats headphones for this amount, if you had bought Bitcoin, you would right. it would be worth this much money, and it's like jaw dropping. And like honestly right. depressing how little money it would take to just like be at a right. be to honestly just be a whale. Um, yeah, but, those days are probably gone where you could earn so you could accumulate so much wealth so quickly. I mean, like uh, I think obviously Bitcoin's got a long ways to go in terms of like what it's going to be worth, what you can buy with one. Um, but the, you know, the guys that got in early, it was like you could you could ten x your wealth in just a couple of years um or or more and so but it was way riskier back then right like you might have been mount goxed um you you might have been in fear of getting arrested right you saw like a charlie from um what was he bcash what was the shit i forget um and he was getting arrested so like it was way riskier back then but um yeah like it's crazy to see how much you could how much a beats headphones are worth now um but like uh you know it's just You'll, you really won't get those days. They're, it's longer term picture now. You know, it's got to be like a 10 year plan now if you're trying to 10x, uh, you know, like realistically. Um, that's just the name of the game. Work, stack, and, you know, don't try You know, don't try to be rich in two years, man. Like that's the whole fucking thing about Bitcoin, remember? <laughs> you know? Well, such wise words, if only we could listen. Yeah. Everybody so, comes in time, in their own time. So I, I want to unpack a little bit of what you were talking about, though, because I think that's like an important lesson of this idea that like those astronomical gains, like who knows, frankly, like, you know, CK Snarks will yell at us and call us bears and talk about how like no one is bullish enough and we don't really understand how far Bitcoin can go. But I do think I, I fall into this camp. Call me a bear. Call me whatever you want to call me. Like the max potential of what Bitcoin can and will eventually become. I unfortunately don't think like I, or even you probably like I, I'm living for another 30 years. Every, every year after that is like borrow time. So, yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but like you might be living for another 50, but I still don't even think Bitcoin will reach its full potential in the next 50 years of like everything that it can properly do and accomplish so mm. i don't know how how you feel about me saying that like do you want to throw things in my head right now for being a bear no 
No, man. Uh, you know, I'm like a totally free market guy and like free ideas. Like, you know, everybody should have their own ideas and what works works. And, you know, like the world would decide, you know, it, it doesn't matter. Um, and I welcome being wrong. Like, yeah, yeah, my, exactly. My welcome being wrong. Exactly. You know, like whenever you talk, really, you, you, you risk the chance of being wrong. But um, um, yeah, I think we'll see it uh, in our lifetime. I just like when people say like a million dollars in a couple of years, like I think it's very possible, um, but I don't live like it, you know? Um, and, and I think like what I want to see is I just want to see a world where there's like more jobs doing actual work, actual value. Uh, so much of the jobs in the U.S., financial jobs, Wall Street jobs, I mean, like, they don't, you know, what do they do for you? They're not, they're not um, putting milk in your fridge, they're not cutting your hair, they're not doing anything. And so I imagine, like, wow, if we actually had a world where people were actually doing stuff of value, like, that would be so much better, you know? Even if it means, like, you have more people around that help you, you know, with different things, like, you know, I, I don't know exactly, but uh, I know that a hard money will bring that because that's the only way you can earn hard money and especially right now like you know uh, uh, we can talk a little bit about it later but raising funds for a film you know like in a bear market people really value this bitcoin you know they don't want to give it to you um and so um my point with that is just um i forgot my point with that man but oh yeah that, that it's just everybody knows it's going to be worth so much more um and and so yeah a anyway uh, I did if, if I'm honest, man, like I hate it when people are like, "Yeah, I only accept Bitcoin," because I, I, I'm in that camp. Like, dude, I don't want to spend my Bitcoin. Like, go away. Yeah. yeah. But make make the whale spend their Bitcoin. I'm still I'm still swimming. I'm like, right. well, if you go to here. El Salvador, what you do is you just load up your Strike cash balance, and then you pay for everything through Strike on you know over Lightning. So I mean, if you were going to use cash anyway, you're probably going to bring like 800 bucks or a thousand bucks cash or whatever. You know, so just load up a thousand bucks on your strike account and then you just send it uh, right from there, you know, uh, same shit, really. Um, but like, uh, yeah, it's it, it's really easy, actually, to, to do it like that. Uh, I want to get into that in a moment, though, but I'll be honest with you. I forgot the question that I wanted to ask. So at this point, <laughs> I knew yeah. this would happen if I smoked too much weed today. Too many, too many episodes. <laughs> yeah um, i hear you well you're recovering too so you should you should probably be smoking oh i mean at this point i can walk like great okay. grateful to be able to walk no no cane no cast anymore so Dope. chugging along right on but still got still got the limp though yeah man. <laughs> hey man you gotta use it just play it man just be just be oh. it i want it sucks <laughs> no it's fine it's, it, i i hate saying that all right um let's go to el salvador though um, okay. talk a little, let's talk a little bit about El Salvador. Um, actually, no, I don't want to do that. I now remember what direction I wanted to take it in. So I shared a little bit about sort of where my head and where my expectations are. I know you yeah. kind of alluded a little bit to the fact that you're like, look, I don't think it's going to be a couple million. I'm not at least living my life as though I think it's going to be worth a couple millions around the corner. Um, right. What, like how, often are you using your Bitcoin as a medium of exchange versus how much of it just sort of sits in storage right now for you? Yeah, so everything sits in storage, you know? I mean, you have a budget and then you have savings and then whatever gets saved, you know, gets gets put there. Um, 
and then with the you know I, I'm working on this project and I've been trying to fund you know pay for everything with Bitcoin um, through so one way or another uh, and a lot of it Bitcoin companies helped a lot with some of their prepaid cards um, makes it super easy like you know um, and so yeah normally I don't spend it you know um, again even in El Salvador like I'm not spending it I'm loading up cash on strike and I'm putting it over lightning um, but uh, yeah with 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 the projects I have been spending it how much do you hate like do you feel like pissed that you spent some under 20k and you're like god damn it, I just <laughs> went in two weeks nah you know because it, it goes both ways I mean honestly the only thing I felt bad about was when I went to El Salvador in November for the first time in 2021 the price was in like the 60k or like 50k and like you know uh, i bought some things from some vendors at uh the conference that was going on out there and then i felt bad that like you know six months later it's like worth one third you know but i take some comfort in knowing that uh they probably just turned it into fiat anyway because um you know not everybody you know just like every, anywhere else most people don't understand what bitcoin is and um you know they they probably don't like it they they probably buy into the the idea in the news that you know it was a failure and that the country lost money and that they could have done other things with it so um so yeah he anyway i don't feel bad because he probably fucking spent it in fiat well let me ask you this though do you think that the fact that we are at least able to save in bitcoin versus someone like el salvador they're genuinely like they are transacting with bitcoin today right now out of necessity more than luxury so is there a level, I think, to call call a spade a spade, like, is there a level of privilege that we have to just be able to sit here and say, like, well, we're saving it, but they're not? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, totally. And again, like, I try not to cast any judgment. You know, I think people, like, you can't tell people what to do. You can give them advice and, and you can educate them. But at the end of the day, they're going to take the action that they want to take. And that's okay. You know, I just see myself as a stream of water and they can come drink at any time, but if they don't want to drink, whatever, n no big deal. But uh, yeah, if it's helping them, then it's great. And for a lot of them, it is. So like the people who are unbanked, right, where banks wouldn't be able to make enough money to open a branch like in a poor area, right? So they, they, can't, they can't service these people or they don't want to service these people. Those people are paying for everything in cash. So they have a utility bill. They got to take a bus for an hour, wait in line for an hour take a bus back for an hour, you know, three hours for that bill. Uh, now they just take the cash, they put it in a Chivo ATM, it turns into Bitcoin, they take that Bitcoin, they send it to the utility bill, boom, done. No volatility, uh, nothing. So they should use it however they want to use it. The volatility thing just scares people away right off the bat. They don't even think like, oh, or, you know, like, uh, I, I didn't want to mess with this. So they'll get in, you know, just like everybody else, like you and me, right? You dismiss it. And then it's usually the price when it runs up again. You're like, okay, what the, f you know, what the, what the hell's going on here? Why is it still? Why is it worth so much more than before? Like, I, I need to actually understand what's happening. So I think that'll happen for them, and they're just like kind of a powder keg that's just ready to like, boom. When the price goes up, like you're gonna see El Salvador, like Salvadorans dancing naked in the street, man. They're gonna be like loving it. They're they're, they're gonna be having the best time. Hey man, I mean, Bukele did pay off the. Did he pay off or just make payment on the IMF loan? You I know? think Gre 
Greg Foss would know better, but I'm pre Greg Foss was pretty happy about it. I mean, he could be biased, but yeah, they've been paying off. They've been repaying the, some of the debt, I guess. So yeah, that was another like FUD uh, that was in the news, right? That, oh, this gamble really risked them, you know, defaulting and like, it's too risky. It's, it's, re it's, it's really funny, actually. It's really funny. So they essentially, they made their $800 million debt payment that was due back in January. And the next payment actually isn't due until 2025, which is interesting. They still have, so they made an $800 million payment. So 0.8 billion. And I say 0.8 billion because they still have $6.4 billion of debt. Um, but I think it's interesting because 2025 is the other side of the happening next year. So they got some time for Bitcoin to go on a nice little bull run um, without sort of worrying or being concerned about that payment. Yeah, I think they're going to be happy. I think so. I think El Salvador is going to be happy, man. Uh, they're going to they're leapfrog and everybody is what's happening and good for them. I mean. Life moves in cycles, right? They say um, good times make weak men, make hard times, make strong men, and so on. And if you know the, if you look at the history of El Salvador, uh, they've had hard times for a long time. Um, so they got a lot of strong people down there, and you combine that with Bitcoin, and the name of the country is the savior. It's just weird, dude. It's like, it, it's a, it's a cosmic, it's cosmic poetry, I guess. That's the best way to say it. Let me ask you this. Like before Kaylee and El Salvador made their announcement, uh, I'm assuming you'd never been to El Salvador? Never had an interest in going to El Salvador? I have a lot of Salvadoran friends too. You know, I grew up in LA and there's lots of Salvadorans, lots of Me I'm, I'm half Mexican, lots of Salvadorans, lots of Mexicans. Uh, never thought about going, never knew where it was. Not at all. Have you had conversations with any of them about like, before you went down about joining you or did any of them join you when you went down? No, nobody joined me. I mean, literally Bitcoin brought me down there, you know, Max and Stacy, uh, you know, I'd filmed some stuff for them before and they were going to go. And I'm like, let's go. We gotta go. Uh, this is history. Like this is the, this is a huge moment in history where a, the first country is accepting Bitcoin, like the first of many. Um, and so, um, no, no, I have even friends still who won't don't want to go down. They they don't believe that it's you know safer. Yeah, really. Yeah. And I I don't mean to like stay on this topic, but I think it's really no, interesting yeah. just to, is, to talk yeah. a little bit about these these friends because like like how how was their sort of reception to the idea that El Salvador has become sort of this Bitcoin? It's pretty much become like the cap, global capital of Bitcoin are more or less the Mecca and people are doing what they, mm -hmm. some are calling like a pilgrimage, if you will. So yes, what is that? Like, how does an El Salvadorian who lives in Los Angeles, who may not actually give a flying fuck about Bitcoin, like what is their perspective on it? If you can shed some light on that. Yeah. They buy into the mainstream idea that it's a failure, a failure, a mistake. You know, um, and the thing is, they don't have they don't know that it, there's a pilgrimage and it's like a Mecca, you know what I mean, that people are going to. Uh, and it is. I, I mean, 
at least half of the Bitcoiners that I talk to describe it as that. I haven't made the pilgrimage yet, or yeah, I've been two times or whatever, you know? Um, so they just don't know that, and all they hear is what's in the news, which is country lost $50 million, it's a poor country, and $50 million could have done a lot, could have helped a lot of people. So fuck, big mistake, you know, risking it on this cryptocurrency that, you know, uh, uh, FTX and, you know, they just like weave everything in and they have, it's just, they, they think it's a failure. So um, uh, most of them like Bukele. I mean, almost all of them. I don't, I don't know if I've ever met anyone in person that's been critical of Bukele, uh, only on Twitter. Um, and, but they don't think Bitcoin is a good idea. And, and still many of them are skeptical that it's safe enough to, to go back. People are still like, you know, like thinking about putting their toe in the water a little bit. But I, I can't tell you the dozens of people that I met while traveling to El Salvador, in El Salvador, that went back for the first time in a long time, met with family for the first time in a long time, and are now ready to buy property, ready to start businesses, invest in their family, starting businesses. It's just one visit and they're fucking sold it's a uh, it's crazy and it's a uh, it's a uh, it's really beautiful to see that like imagine like you have a country you just shit on for 40 years and then within like a year it's like wow i can actually consider moving back here to retire uh, i can consider coming back to the house that i was born in it's just uh, i don't think you can really describe that that's why they're called feelings but like it's really beautiful and you can feel that dude when you're there you you can really feel that whatever that energy is of all of those people that yeah give me the close-up all of those people that feel uh that that have this optimism you know um it's it's palpable so yeah thank you. i was coming to the end of it anyway but i fucked up i fucked up i should i should have full screened you sooner but i love that no like <laughs> to be honest I, I think the best way and you, you use the word like that's just beautiful it's so poetic and it, it's lovely to hear and I, I can only imagine how wonderful it is to see that with your own eyes but you know my big takeaway from what you're saying and talking about is the fact that if you allow someone else i.e if you allow the media to dictate mm -hmm. to you how you should think feel and understand what's going on without going and seeing it for yourself, without doing a little bit of your own due diligence. Those who did that, it sounds like, were rewarded, and those who did not are going to be punished. Yeah, and Is that I a mean, fair like, assessment? totally. And you're re everybody's rewarded. Like Bitcoin is also beautiful because it's a win-win-win. Like every single angle, you know, when you buy and save Bitcoin, you're doing, you're, you're helping yourself. You're helping everybody else, um, and and the same thing. If you go to El Salvador, right, you're gonna have a great time. So like a vacation or whatever, like you're gonna come back relaxed. You're gonna feel good. So you're gonna get something out of it. And you bringing money there is also bringing money into the economy and creating more jobs and more businesses. And um, you know whatever you think of the politics or you know like that that directly helps people. Um, so. Yeah, uh, totally. Um, I think everybody should should go down there, and if if you're if if you haven't gone yet, just go for the having party in 2024. You know, with Big Sean and the boys. Um, uh, but yeah, yeah, it's it, it, it's it's really beautiful there, man. It it feels different. You can you can feel like the world's gonna the whole world's gonna feel like it feels in El Salvador someday. It's it's awesome. So, I want to now talk a lot more just about you know. El Salvador, and I want to take two sides of the coin. 
I know you kind of alluded to the fact that, you know, the, you, the vendor you may have interacted with while you were there probably or may at least have sold some Bitcoin to operate their day-to-day life or at least used it. Um, did you come across El Salvadorians who actually didn't accept or didn't want to really deal with Bitcoin and preferred not to? And what were those interactions like? Um, yeah, like even in yeah, Bitcoin Beach, uh, there's a really nice restaurant there. And even though they don't accept Bitcoin, I still ate there many times because, again, I'm a free market guy. Like I want food for food, not not only because they accept my money, you know, like they had the best food, man. I got to eat the best food. Um, but the waiters would take it. No problem as a tip. Yeah, no, no problem. But the businesses just didn't, you know, like I don't. I don't exactly know how easy it is either for them to just incorporate it, right? They're used to like a, a certain type of POS system or a process that their staff is used to going through. So it's also like this new thing that they're doing and now they have two different, you know, devices that they're 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 managing transactions with. So I think that has something to do with it. But um, it, it's just like most other places. Again, I got laughed at today in the United States um, for asking somebody if they would take Bitcoin. Um, no one laughed at me in El Salvador. They would just say no, you know. Um, so that that's interesting. But again, they just don't get it, man. That, not not yet. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, that's the answer. How much was this shirt, if you don't mind me asking? How much what? How much was that shirt? That the guy? No, 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 not the I one you wear. Oh, the, this is the it. one that the guy laughed at you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I gotta see. No, no, I can't. I can't. I can't. It's got. It's, oh, actually, I can. I can take it off. Do it. Take your shirt off. Yeah. Yeah, take it off. It's a late night show, baby. Whoa. Late night. Where's the Where's the pole? Yep. Oh, there we go. All right. Sorry, I'm going to get my headphones on. All right, this is the shirt. Nice. It's a nice I one. Take it. You know, it's nice. I take it. There's nice colors and everything. But um, yeah, dude. Yeah, it was funny. He laughed at me. So people are uh, p- people are more accepting of Bitcoin in El Salvador, in my opinion. You know, more people accept more businesses accept Bitcoin in El Salvador than fucking here, probably. Oh, I don't doubt that. <laughs> I mean, dude, I have I have very interesting conversations. But I just sort of throw it out. There have been a growing number of businesses where I live that you know started to do things like we'll give you four percent off if you pay in cash, so that they don't yeah. have to pay that. Visa, MasterCard, credit card fees. Uh, like businesses have long sort of had an added fee. Like mom and pop shops will like add a fee if you don't buy enough stuff to just to use the card because of just the fee and the cost of it. So it's funny when there's a solution, but they've been programmed to think otherwise simply because like that's what you're used to. So like why rock the boat? Like. I had a conversation with a friend where I tried to talk about Bitcoin. I was like, oh, no, I don't want to do this. Like, I've done this enough times with enough people. Like, like we have a money. Like, why can't we just, like, use that? And I was like, because it's broken. He's like, well, it's not broken for me. I'm like, God, oh, you are literally yeah. the problem. Like, just because yeah. it's not broken for you does not mean it's not broken for people in this country. Like, go to fucking downtown LA. Like, my right. God. You can see how broken our money is just in our own town. 
Yeah, and the sentiment is changing, though. Like, I, I think if you go up to the average person on the street and you ask them, hey, name, like, the top three, you know, problems or, you know, uh, that you're dealing with, inflation's in that in that list. Um, so it's now kind of like a household term, you know, inflation. I don't think people understand how it works at all um, or why it's, it is what it is. But um, I don't know why my camera's shaking. Why it is what it is, but, um, like... Um, Sorry, man, I lost it. The camera distracted me. I lost my train of thought. You're talking about why, like... (laughs) (laughs) Yes, late show, late show, late show. All right, we're going to keep going, though. Um, All right. But but listen, uh, what I'm saying is in El Salvador, for sure, I think no matter what metric you look at, there's more people running nodes, there's more wallets, there's more businesses accepting it, there's more people saving in it, my surf instructor saves in it, he's just some kid, you know, like, um, so no matter which, there's more tourism coming in, more foreign investment, like I think in the billions, you know, Um, so everywhere you want to look at it, Bitcoin in El Salvador has been a crazy, crazy, crazy success, And, and again, half the other half is the safety is is all of this stuff with bukele and and actually people feeling safe to go out at night uh that's that's the other half with without that there is no other half there's no me down in el salvador there's no comeback country film that i made for them you know you need the safety so um those two things together boom baby el salvador is fucking cracking I'm debating if I want to keep going down that rabbit hole, but I do want to talk for a moment on, you know, just the fact that it's somewhere like Bitcoin Beach, there is a business, like we've been told so incessantly, this is the the birthplace of like the Bitcoin movement. Um, and I just find it fascinating that there's a business there. And I'm, I'm curious of what, like, what was a conversation with an individual in El Salvador that wasn't that hadn't bought into the Bitcoin narrative down there. So there's a couple, right? There's like the same dude, it's like the same, bro. Like <clears throat> you have no coiners and you got shit coiners. Like most of the young kids are fucking like maybe they're not shit coiners yet, but they're shit curious and like, you know, they <laughs> they uh you know, you'll say Bitcoin, they'll be like, oh, what about like Dogecoin? What about like, you know, um, uh, whatever, you know, Ethereum, you know? Uh, so they're into those things. So th- they're kind of like just, yeah, on that path, perhaps. And then, yeah, people who like don't know anything about it at all, you know, so they just think, hey, it's a scam maybe or, you know. But they're interested, but, you know, and they understand what you're telling them that, hey, this is money that can't be inflated and everything gets more expensive because they're creating more of this money, you know, and it's my country that's creating these dollars because, you know, the dollar is El Salvador's currency, right? So we're creating more dollars for ourselves, right? Whenever we want, you can't create them, but uh, you pay the price, you, everything costs more. And so they understand that and they get it, but it's just, you know, they're still too skeptical. The volatility is still too scary. You know, you need more time with each individual person. And there's a lot of good things like me, Premier Bitcoin, and a lot of like, um, you know, non-government organizations that are out there, like literally teaching people one by one, you know. Um, uh, so yeah, it, it's it's happening and people are focusing their attention there. So, you know, it's just, it's just going to get better and better there. Every time I go, 
it's nicer. There's something new at the, you know, everywhere, like just in terms of uh, like the streets or uh, infrastructure by the beach or like every restaurant, every hotel has something new. They've built a new lounge area. They, they have a massage room now. Like they're just like growing, man. So, um, so yeah, uh, the, the question was, um, what conversations are like with regular people. And, and again, it, it's just like anywhere else, you know, it's really, it's really the same. I feel like a jackass, but I kind of want to know, yeah. like you have, you are very notorious, at least in the sense that like you've, you didn't shit coin ever. Is it, that's a fair assessment? Yes. Yeah. Uh, luckily, right. I was guided uh, properly, not because I'm what smart or special. What is the closest you came? Like, what, what was the closest you came to shitcoining? Well, I lost money, like, borrowing. Oh, like, on leverage? Yeah, like, borrowing against it. Like, you know, n not, oh. not, like, not like trading, you know? But, yeah, borrowing against it, you know? L Damn. Luckily, I, I learned my lesson, and it wasn't too, wasn't too expensive of a lesson. Um, but, yeah, like, you know, I got, I've gotten, re I got wrecked, you know, I think everybody gets wrecked, whether you shitcoin or not, you probably still get wrecked once, you know, I mean, look at Luke Dasher, you know, everybody gets wrecked, son. Man, that's, that, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, but that, that's the closest I've come to shitcoin, just, just getting wrecked, you know, but again, it's not because like. I'm smarter or, or you know, there, there's plenty of people that I've met, almost every Bitcoiner shitcoined. And, you know, like so many of them are some of the smartest people I've ever met. Um, so it's not that I'm special or anything. It's just my friend was very clear about it. And the first place I went to was fucking Max Kaiser, you know. Um, and so he's Can very, very. Kaiser coin. Yeah, Max coin. And Max I learned coin. about that like a year later. So like in my first year, so you, skip, you got to skip the Max coin part of. I, I skipped the Max coin part. Yeah, yeah, That's exactly. Funny. That's yeah, funny. Exactly. I I did not know Kaiser did the the Max coin part either. So yeah, like someone recently told me about that. I was like, no shit, that's actually really yeah. funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's funny. Um, I, I, I've never talked to him about it, but I wonder when the moment was for him, like, you know, if he put that out, obviously he thought maybe there could be some utility with it, but obviously at some point he realized that, hey, Bitcoin is the only thing. Uh, but anyway, yeah, it's interesting. But when I listened to him, like, he just made it so fucking clear to me, you know? Um, so, yeah, I, I, I really appreciate all of the work. Because, dude, you know, like, running these shows and it go, you put a lot of work into putting out a program like that and so all of the years that him and stacy put in and all the information they put out there like you know um yeah i'm really i'm really grateful for them even if they they shit coin for a little fair <laughs> um i want to I, I want to talk about like the the actual bitcoin experience though in el salvador um talk to me about like one thing that surprised you that you were able to do as a result of bitcoin in el salvador and if you say things like go to El Salvador or the fact that it was safe in El Salvador, I will right. reach through this camera and smack you in the face. <laughs> yeah. Um, surprising. The first time I used Bitcoin down there, I was surprised at like actually having a feeling like, re like it was like a memory. You know what I mean? It's like your first kiss. Um, <laughs> and it was great because it, it involved all of my senses. My first purchase was a beer on the beach. 
And so, you know, uh, one girl has the beer and the bottle opener and the other girl's got the phone and, you know, she shows me the QR code and, and I scan it and the other girl has the bottle opener on the beer and she's waiting for the check mark to show that it came through. And the moment it goes through, right, like she pops it. So I see the check, I hear the tss, right? The sun's like on my face. I drink the beer. I'm like, wow, like that was incredible. That was the first time I ever spent Bitcoin. Um, so I think having that first experience, you know, um, is, is, is something I was surprised by. Um, and then, you know, so I, I just want to establish you heard it here first. The first time you'll spend Bitcoin is the equivalent of your first kiss. Yeah, yeah. It was just 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 the peck, you know, no, no French kissing like in just the basics. OK, that's what it's like. Um, OK. And but just it's really easier money to use. Um, every taxi driver, you know, would take it um, that, that I used at least. Uh, and paying them was really easy, you know, um, so. I think that's it. When when you start using Bitcoin, it's it's actually easier than than with cash and change or like with a card and pin or or booping, you know, like NFC or or whatever. Um, and, and the other person gets much less information about you. So yeah, I think you just that's what surprised me. Is just I was like, wow, this actually is feels better to use. It, it's e easier to use than than other money like we should all be doing this already Does that satisfy you go to el salvador <laughs> <laughs> spend bitcoin is that was that was that, that was the two I, I i mean i've spent bitcoin but you know i'll i'll make sure that on my el salvador pilgrimage that i go pop that cherry and, and create the core memory <laughs> do it man but again it was through strike so it wasn't even like bitcoin it was like dollars just over the network so that was enough to to enjoy the experience you know, no, the, once you, nothing. once you do the cold storage and all the words and everything, that's like third base. Like, you know, you're, you're getting, that's not just the, the first kiss. All right. So know, then what, getting, what's, getting you deep. know, sealant talk, like what's <laughs> going home? What's hitting a home run? No man? one goes home. Don't you know the, the hole never ends, man. No one gets home, man. No one gets home. I mean, I guess that makes sense for Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a lady. Virgins. Bitcoin is a lady. You treat her what? with respect. <laughs> what? I'm kidding. I don't know, man. <laughs> what are you saying? This is the late show, Q. Bro, we're guys. Like at the end of the day, if you're not like speak for yourself, but most people of Bitcoin, at least those who are married with wives, had sex to have their children. In case that you didn't realize, that's where kids come from. Yeah, yeah, Gotta have true. sex, which is what I mean when I say how do you hit a home run. So yeah, you're the you one, with man. The, no one's you, you never you're satisfied. Out the, you oh, never it's like kiss your first kiss and yeah, cold know, storage is third base. On. Everyone will tell you you'll never you'll never get there with Bitcoin for whatever reason. You know it's it's a mystery. It's one of the the wonders of the world. It just sounds like you're a virgin. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Talk to Anders from Toxic Happy Hour. He will vouch for me. That sounded gay, but he will vouch for me. So you want to have another middle aged man vouch for you? That yes. you're not a virgin. It's on the record. On the late show, you heard it first. Look, hey, your sexual preference means nothing for me, but I'm specifically talking about sex with a women, woman. Yes, yes. This has happened, Q. <laughs> this has boss. happened. Come on, man. Look at me. I'm beautiful. Dude, I, I'm looking at you, but now what you're saying is what's causing the questions, right? <laughs> 
Oh, this oh. is great. This is a good show. Q, this is a good show. This is going to happen, bro. We're just going to extend <laughs> my my set, and you're going to be over here with me in the nice area, <laughs> okay. and we're going to make this popping, bro. This is, honestly, though, uh, no shit. This is, I think this is a really good idea. I like the, the idea of a late show. It's nice. I, I appreciate that. I mean, there's literally nothing else going on except for autistic kids talking on Bitcoin Twitter, so why not cut <laughs> yeah. through that with a little bit of signal and, you know, some light yeah. bullying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever. It's fine. I, you know? I will say there's a zero percent chance I'm driving all the way to Pasadena. <laughs> like right. I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, I have been to San Francisco, Utah, Miami, Boston, New York, and Scottsdale more times than I've been to Pasadena in my life. <laughs> Hey man, there's a good there's a good Rose Bowl here. And right? I'm not counting where I went to college in that list. <laughs> yeah, all right, whatever. If it's not worth it for you, dude, if you don't want the real late show, okay. It's well, not it's not that like, you you grew up in LA. You yeah. know how far like yeah. South Bay is from Pasadena. Like we're talking like it's, it's closer for me to go honestly to like Irvine <laughs> or even yeah. like the border of San Diego that it is for me to go to Pasadena. Yeah, I hear you. All right. All right. I, I got it. Loud, loud and clear. It won't be in Pasadena. <laughs> you can go to me, though. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's, let's spend a little more time in El Salvador. Like, what is all there right. to do? You learn to surf. Okay. Everyone's talking yeah. about Bitcoin Beach. You eat a pupusa. Okay, sick. I've eaten plenty at my farmer's markets like what are you doing in el salvador mm -hmm. so other than filming and watching max kaiser go absolutely right. rape shit. yeah 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 uh, <laughs> um so i heard that there's you could pretty much do anything there my boy t-bone he was there for a, a few months and he went like paintballing in the jungle um there's like waterfalls, there's lakes, there's jet skis, there's boats, there's, you know, um, uh, uh, I mean, like all kinds of shit. They have volcanoes, they have beaches, they have jungles. Uh, and then in the city, you know, if you want to eat like fine dining, you know, or that, that's, that's, that's what you do there. It's, it's pretty much like any, like, like, you know, good, like good city. Uh, I mean, I feel safer and fucking better in San Salvador than in Los Angeles. I feel much more calm and the food's really good too. Um, so yeah, I think like if you're adventurous, there's there's definitely a lot of things for you to do. Personally, I like to relax because I work a lot, so I just chill on the beach. Um, I stay at my buddy's place at Palo Verde, and like I just order coconuts and like whatever, whenever, and just just chill out. And uh, yeah, so I, I think there's something for everybody, man. Go to El Salvador. <laughs> Honestly, sounds epic. Just the idea of going paintballing in the jungle. Dude. Dude, we gotta hit him up. Let me know when you want to go, and we can go. We'll, we'll meet up with T Bone. I'm down. I'm down. I gotta probably, you know, have a stream of income. If someone wants to sponsor this podcast, we are open for sponsorships. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, let's talk now a little bit about just sort of, you know, you talk, you alluded to some of the stuff you were filming down in El Salvador. Like, talk to us a little bit. Share, share what what it was you were working on down there. Yeah, so I went with Max and Stacy uh, and to really film for them. 
Um, so we shot a few Kaiser reports um, and um, we shot a few other like miscellaneous things for them. And uh, uh, we also shot this like little turtle video that uh, they posted and like, you know, uh, people really liked. Uh, and so, but while I was down there, I really like met a lot of people and, and like started to learn a little bit about the country. And I was just really inspired by them. And I, I felt like I wanted to like, you know, make something for the country, um, you know, kind of use my skills and see if I could help in some way. And so, um, yeah, that, that's what I did. I kind of learned about the history. I talked to a lot of Salvadorans um, and I put together a 10 minute um, short film on El Salvador uh, covering their civil war, uh, their gang war, uh, Bukele, and then, you know, kind of where they are now with Bitcoin. Um, and so, yeah, I, I visited El Salvador two times after that um, to do a, a few interviews and to pick up some more footage. Um, and then I put it out, the film out in um, September, on September 30th, which was an anniversary of when Clinton signed the Immigration Act, which sent a bunch of gang members uh, from Los Angeles to El Salvador um, and kind of kicked off the gang war. Um, and a couple of days later, Bukele, uh, President Bukele, uh, you know, reposted um, the film. And so, yeah, that kind of got a lot of attention and, um, you know, uh, ended up going out to adopting Bitcoin a few uh, a couple months later uh, for the conference out there. Uh, talk about the film, screen the film there, and then, um, you know, just met a lot of really cool people. Actually, I, I shot a couple uh, more interviews, and I'm adding it to a slightly updated version of the film. So, yeah, if you haven't already, you can watch the film's called Comeback Country at comebackcountry.com. It's 10 minutes, super entertaining, super engaging, give you a really good sense of my style and my flavor. Um, and, yeah, that, that, that's, that's what I did down there and um, in terms of filming. And uh, yeah, it's it's cool because it's really led me to you know what I'm what I'm doing now, which is you know my next my next film, um, which we can talk about too if you want to. Yeah, okay. Um, so um, so the the kind of group name is uh, Twenty One Feathered Serpents. Um, Feathered Serpents uh, was a, an ancient god-like person that came um, to um, different civilizations like the Aztecs and taught them like how to be civilized, uh, how to farm, how to hunt, how to build um, uh, proper structures. And so they kind of like called him like a bringer of peace and civilization. And um, this is also like Osiris in Egypt, you know, uh, there's a bunch of different names, Quetzalcoatl, Kukuklan, uh, Veracosha, like all these different uh, people around the world talk of this same kind of person that came and did all these things. And so I was really fascinated by that for a long time. And um, when I uh, was going to make this film, you know, I, I, the goal is to kind of spread Bitcoin around the world. Um, and I see Bitcoin as kind of like what civilization needs now um, most. You know, we know how to farm, we know how to hunt, we know how to do all these things. Um, you know, we're feeding ourselves, but money is really the most broken thing. And so, um, yeah, uh, me and, and um, um, having 20 investors join me. Um, to fund the film, um, and I've gotten eight of those 20, so I'm still filling seats, uh, were the 21 Feathered Serpents. Um, and so uh, what the film's gonna be about basically is it's just gonna show that each generation is working more and more time just to live. Um, and I'm gonna do it in uh, many countries around the world uh, to show every flavor of it. Uh, the idea is this will be a film that's global uh, that anyone around the world can relate to and appreciate. So. That'll be the first thing, really showing that, hey, uh, things are getting more expensive. Um, you know, more and more of your time is going just to live. 
what it's going to be like for your kids and, and your grandkids. Um, and then, you know, into why, you know, printed money and, and who gets it and how, you know, printed money basically corrupts every industry. So talking to industry experts in food and health and uh, science and education um, about how, you know, uh, money creation is impacting their industries uh, and also talking to consumers that are being affected uh, in those different industries. Um, and then, of course, like why Bitcoin can't be inflated and uh, and 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 yeah, um, all the FUD, you know, like why it's good for energy and um, that actually countries, a lot of people around the world need energy, um, you know. So so basically, that's the idea of the film is to show globally what inflation and financial censorship looks like uh, and have people think what's the future going to be like. And, uh, you know, here's this money that can't be inflated. And, and this is why. Uh, so, yeah, that, that's what's going on now and um, probably start production like in uh, June. Oh, and also, last thing on that, these hats, I'm selling these hats for this last week here um, to help raise funds for the film. You can get it on Geyser. Um, but, yeah, we've sold like 30 of these, start nine, bought 12 alone. They're all custom fitted, so they're super legit. And uh, after February, no more will be made. So if you want it, come get it. Nice. Love that, man. And I, and I love just, you know, again, going back to what we talked about sort of at the beginning of the show, this idea that there are parts of the world that need Bitcoin, that need to use it right now today. And most of us, you know, we kind of have the privilege to just sit and wait and hodl Bitcoin. We don't need it. So to go out there and really like bring to life those stories, I think it's that is some of the most important stuff because these bozos who are going to make policy decisions and are banked by the banks are backed by the banks they unfortunately will make certain policy decisions based on the fact that they think like i'll give some of them the benefit benefit of the doubt that they think it's in the best interest of people while others i think they recognize and understand that their power could very well come to an end if something like this is as successful as it, as we hope it will be um, but to bring to life those stories, when people start to realize like, oh, wow, this is actually something that people need today right now. Like it's not, uh, oh, in like 50 years. Yeah, maybe. But like right now, no, like no today, right now, there are people all over the country of El Salvador. There are people all over like my homeland in Iran. There are people all over Africa right now, just like starting to like, they have no other choice. You see people burning down banks in Lebanon, you see people bum rushing the ATMs in Nigeria. Like it is, yeah. Downtown LA is an absolute clusterfuck. But my God, we live in a country where at least right now, you can go to the bank and withdraw your money. For now, that could change. But today, right now, that's not your concern. But guess what? Most of us didn't do jack shit to be able to be born in this country and have that right. Like that's that's the wake up call. I think a lot of people need, and yeah. to make a decision to impact someone on the other side of the world simply because you think it's in either their, yours, or whoever's best interest is just naive. And it goes back again to what we talked about about like you know those friends of yours or El Salvadorian who buy into the media narrative, who won't see it for themselves, who th still think it's too dangerous versus those who took the chance and are being rewarded for taking that chance and finding and seeing new opportunities as a result of that. 
Yeah, no, I 100% agree. Um, but again, it's like you're into sports. Uh, you know, you do fantasy and there's like a snake draft, right? So the person that goes first the next time goes last. And I think that's what is going to happen here. Um, we have an opportunity to exercise our financial privilege here uh, and to easily, you know, um, save our wealth for the future. I mean, I always say Bitcoin is like the cheapest asset and the easiest asset to like to hold. I mean, it's really the only one you can hold and no one can take from you. Um, but it's easy for us and I think that's why uh, we don't need it and I think that's why people are passing it by but like you say with Bitcoin you know you get the price you deserve and the people that come first are rewarded so I think like the snake draft um, you know whoever's first now is, is going to be last later um, did I lose you Q? <clears throat> Q is that me or you dude? No, it's definitely me. My internet is uh, slowly dying on us right now. Um, okay. All right. I before this thing crashes, before we're able to like, have a proper end. Yeah. Um, who was your number one pick in fantasy football past season? Oh man, I don't even play anymore. Uh, that was just a bad example because I only played one. Oh, I you even watch suck! I got so excited to talk fantasy football with you. All right. No, we can talk UFC. We can talk UFC. Uh, that's basically it. That's it. You don't do any other sports. No, I mean I played a little bit when I was younger, but like, and I used to like I used to uh, watch the Suns. My my dad liked the Suns, so I used to watch the Suns. Um, but usually now I just catch like you know, the last quarter of the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Like I'm that guy. Really? Uh, oh, that was the yeah, like the last quarter. La yeah, no, because if it's not close, then I don't even really watch it. I was just it. watching Kansas City like burn the clock. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was so disappointing, man. That call, I don't know. It seemed like it was an easy giveaway. Well, uh, I'll say it this. seemed like a little tic tac, a little, little, little ticky tack. That was one of the most fun Super Bowls. And like, as someone who like, I as much fantasy football as I play, I actually don't watch football as much as I would come off as. But I will say, for fifty-five minutes, that was like one of the more entertaining football games I've ever watched. Um, but literally. Kansas City, like, they just play textbook football, and I was just like, ah, I want to just, yeah. like, keep seeing touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah, there was, like, like some little bit of controversy, right, over that call, like, towards the end of the game. Yeah, but, like, did you see the inter I, I don't think you did. I, I Like, I get way too into sport ball, so Bitcoiners will roast me for it. I don't care. It makes me happy. I do this with um, the UFC. Like, I watch every post-fight press conference. Like, I, I watch these guys' interviews. I'm, I'm obsessed with it. Sorry, go on. No, you're you're good. Essentially, like these guys, they were all like all the Eagles players. They were like, "Look, like, does it suck to pretty much lose on a call?" Yeah, but like, he held them. And even the guy who the call was on, he was like, "Yeah, really yeah man, I was just really hoping they would like let me get away with that." Like, I know oh, I did okay, wrong. Okay, all right. So like, <laughs> like honestly, and I think the Eagles are a class act for handling it like that. Instead yeah. of going like, "Yo, that's, that's bullshit to lose on a call," it's like, right? The the bullshit yeah. part and. Now I'm just getting into the nuances of like, do I think they were making that call all game? No. So to make it in the last five minutes, just like, but it is what it is. If and I think Jalen Hurts said it best. If you leave it to come down to one play and lose because of one call, you fucked up long before that call. 
Yeah, even in the UFC, like you know, when a a, a judging goes the wrong way, right? It's, that's the saying. Is like you don't leave. So it are to you the saying judges. this last fight? I know there was a little controversy about this last fight. Are you saying that you don't agree with the decision? I could have seen it go going either way. I, honestly, when it was happening, I wasn't sure who won. I was like, ah, I don't know. I don't know. It could it could go either way because like. You know, especially when um, Makachev had him on the ground and was on his back for, like, you know, that half of that round. Uh, he wasn't doing a whole lot. I understand it's a dominant position, and he could have gotten, you know, he, he could have he got a choke maybe attempt in there, but he didn't really do anything, so it was a little boring. But, you know, I really want to see them fight again because I do feel like Volkanovski overestimated him and thought that he had to conserve more energy uh, and not get caught, like, getting wrapped up uh, w with him. And so I think uh, maybe next time Volkanovski will be more aggressive, and, but perhaps maybe next time Makachev will be more uh, prepared or have a better gas tank and actually will capitalize on that. So I don't know. I'm not excited for them to fight anybody else. I'd like to see them fight each other again. That, that's what I think. I think a lot of people would agree with that, that that'll probably be a rematch. Uh that Dana White will make a lot of money off of. Because <laughs> um, shooter, before we head out, why don't we uh, let the audience know how to stay up to date with all all the amazing stuff that you're working on, what you got cooking next. Yeah, uh, BitcoinShooter.com. It'll get you everywhere. You'll see Comeback Country. Um, there's a little banner and a link to uh, you know 21 Feathered Serpents so you can learn more about my film. And my Twitter is all there. Most of my uh, video stuff's on Twitter. Um, so, yeah, you get a good sense of, of it. And, yeah, if you watch Comeback Country, shoot me a message. Uh, let me know what you think. Awesome, man. Uh, no. Uh, ah, all right, there we go. Uh, that is going to do it for tonight and this week for these for Late Night Bitcoin with me, your host, Q. We will be back next week with another jam-packed week of incredible guests topics and discussions uh if you are not subscribed please 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 press the subscribe button down below if you are listening to us on spotify apple Podcasts, or any podcasting platforms please make sure you subscribe to the show and leave us a review as well tell me how awful i am tell me what i need to work on tell me how to get better this show is going to be around for a while because i put it at 8 p.m i have all the equipment this time so there's not going to be any disappearing so 